Welcome to the Cosmic D Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the show. Thank you, as always, for listening to this podcast. I am so excited for this episode. I am joined by a brilliant soul that I'm so excited he's accepted the invitation. Um, and we're going to get a little, I don't know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let let the universe, you know, help us flow and talk and stuff. Um, we've got some new mics, so I wanna just kind of put an asterisk there if it sounds different. Um, new guest, new moon, Capricorn new moon happened this morning fairly early at 20 degrees of Capricorn. So I wanted to start this episode with just giving a bit of an overview of the astrological weather. Whenever this episode comes across your desk, it's timeless, it's beyond space and time. So whenever you feel called to listen, that's when the medicine will work. So like I said, this new moon is happening at 20 degrees Capricorn. It's the halfway point between the eclipses. So as I, you know, go through my day and listen to a bunch of other people's with astrology, something that I've heard that I'm feeling on an internal level is this halfway point between the eclipses. So this energy on January 11th, it can feel a bit, um, so what I'm looking for, confronting, I guess. I know that I've kind of felt that the last few days where there are things, there are situations where I'm kind of confronting a little bit more of my demons than I kind of than I thought I would this new moon. Um, also in the background, we have Mars trining Jupiter. Now, this is a beautiful aspect, and I think that it's really kind of the foundation as to why I wanted to bring this beautiful soul, my guest, on the show. And this really speaks to Mars, the planet of action and drive, is in a harmonious aspect to the planet Jupiter, which is all about abundance and faith. That's really where I feel a lot of the action that I have been fed, have seen, all the visions. I'm finally taking action, inviting my partner on the podcast, and having a lot of faith with the trajectory of this initial podcast episode, hopefully the beginning of many. Um, with the new moon in Capricorn, it's always a new beginning, right? So we're starting this, this cycle around perseverance and drive and ambition around where you really want to head in the direction. I think it's beautiful that it's happening on this portal, January 11th, 111. We obviously call on the angels and we feel their support on this day. It's a beautiful energy to work with. Um, and I just think it's absolutely beautiful that we're recording this episode on January 11th. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Mr. Kyle Chase to the Cosmic D podcast. Hi, Kyle. Hi, D. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. It's such a pleasure. I'm so happy that the audience can meet the person that I've been cosmically dancing with the last year and a half. Um, so I would love for you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your journey, as detailed as you want to get, as far back as you want to get. I really just, I want to convey my, yeah, my dance partner and what, where, yeah, floor is yours without further ado. Thank you. Um, what a beautiful opportunity. I've never done anything like this before. So excited to be 
uh, here talking with you and talking with the audience. Um, and just a moment to honor what we're looking at right now. We've got a very beautiful mountain scene in the distance. We're up in Colorado right now. We are. The sun just dipped behind the mountains and we've got clouds kind of blowing through and getting stuck to the mountains, uh, snowy trees in front of us. So really beautiful place to be doing this. And yes, we, I did, I don't know if I mentioned this, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, it was like a birthday gift or birthday request for him to come on the podcast. We're up in Colorado, like he said, we are in our second cabin. We were in a cabin previously, a little bit more south. And yeah, I'm happy that you articulated what we were viewing. Yeah. Happy belated. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to introduce myself, um, again, my name is Kyle. I've been on quite a journey lately, having moved into my car officially and being on the road, living in a small Honda CRV, got a full size bed, the whole setup, and chasing snow around the west, around the Rockies, and headed further west to Tahoe and up to Canada at some point. So that's where I currently am. Um, plenty of challenges as well as beautiful experiences so far along the road. Um, but to go a little further back, I'm from New Jersey originally, and um, uh, worked for BMW for some time, and um, I'd say pandemic 2020 was a big turning point for me, big year. Uh, it was an opportunity to really uh, go inwards within myself and dove deep into philosophy and myself and health and diet and everything sort of transformed. And I feel as though I came out of that year with some profound experiences and a whole different me that I found. I love that. I think that I mentioned that quite a bit on the podcast, how beautiful the pandemic was. And it's always, you know, the perception is how you look at it. And I'm happy that you brought that up, that you too kind of felt that jolt, that current in 2022 shift a lot. Um, what, what was, I guess, the biggest awareness that was birthed in that 2020 year, give or take? Um, so towards the beginning of that year, bought a condo, went through a breakup, a lot of change, uh, actually right before the pandemic, the end of 2019, I believe. And uh, yeah, what sort of sparked the whole thing was, you know, new place, time to myself. But also I found... Um, Sadhguru was very transformational for me. Uh, he sort of found me through a YouTube rabbit hole, and since then I've rarely go a day without listening to him. It just resonates on a very deep level uh, and helped to transform, yeah, diet. A lot of things fell away very quickly, just from a very easily, very quickly and very easily in terms of, yeah, uh, Coffee, weed, processed sugars and meats and all that stuff really just sort of fell away seamlessly. Um, and I got very comfortable with time by myself. I spent practically that whole year when I wasn't you know, working during the day. Work never slowed down for me, but at night I would just spend nights in the dark 
on the ground listening to philosophy and feeling into myself. And um, yeah, it's hard to really put into words what that time did for me. I love that. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, to note, this is important. This is a cosmic podcast. Astrology and human design play a huge role, a huge theme. Kyle is a Taurus sun, a Aries moon, and a Capricorn rising, also a self-projector projector. projector. Um, And I think that with that being said, the synergy that we both feel is is expressed beautifully through those archetypes. Um, Yeah. And I want to also note that Kyle is a heavy stellium first house and the first house is all about self and the body um he's very good at yoga and very dedicated and devotional to the practice i think that he brings a lot to being a taurus son and having a pretty heavy um planetary in the first house he's very good at the body and allowing the body to communicate and the intuitiveness um around all of that um, also having a full throat as a projector, his words and the way that he speaks just or like the waves in it, re- not repels. What's, what am I looking for? Like, like when you put a water, like ripples, it ripples, like the, the amazingness of his words just ripple through and are extremely activating. Um, I guess go. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, what do I want to talk to you about? I guess yoga, I mean, th- that's been something that's completely upped your life, right? Yeah. You want to go into a little bit of detail around what yoga's done for you and just your journey of with? Of course. Yeah, so yoga and sort of synonymous with meditation for me is uh, something that I come to realize I've done much of my life, so I've often... Well, yoga means union, uh, and so much of my life I've kind of been a quieter person and always valued nature and time alone. Uh, and I guess looking back on that, that was a lot of meditation, a lot of just being one with my environment uh, without ever really realizing it. And yoga was always something that intrigued me, but took me a long time to get going in. I took one class back in 2017 or 18, maybe. Um, and it was nice. It was a hot yoga class. Um, something felt right about it, but didn't really draw me in. And then through the pandemic, I was doing small practices. Um, and then, yeah, about a year and a half ago when I met Deanna, she introduced me to a yoga school in South Florida. And it really did change my life. It was uh, a place that after the first time going, I immediately was there five times a week, maybe 15 hours a week. And it was... Yeah, you were pretty obsessed. <laughs> He's pretty obsessed. <laughs> I, it was re- it's really been revolutionary for me. I still try to get my daily practice in. Living in the cars made that a bit more difficult, but gym memberships and various things like that um have helped um but yeah it really just you know the body holds so much of our past 
and uh, accessing the different parts of your body, the muscles, the fascia, um, the ligaments, all of it is just accessing that and then feeling into it has really helped to, um, yeah, really helped me to find a lot of, a lot more stillness and a lot more clarity in my life. I love that. I love that. Um, one of the beautiful things about the astrology that I see within both. So, okay, I'm just going to be fucking real. When I first met Kyle, I, and he can probably <laughs> make some jokes. Like, I just felt this guy was like, yo, this guy is something of another species regarding my involvement, right? And immediately when I got his birth time, because you know, as a cosmic one, I would always get that. I just like would sit and stare at our charts individually and together. And I think that one of the main reasons for introducing him to the podcast is this knowing that a lot of what we have in our relationship um, can be out of the box, but it's it's very beneficial. And I think a way that the consciousness is trending for relationships. And once I was studying our synergy and not able to truly express it, like I think you could probably, like how many times did I stare at like our charts? I feel like quite a bit. Um, but to, to kind of explain what I was really seeing. So the cool thing about our charts that with time I've, I've been seeing is that, so Kyle as a Capricorn rising has Saturn in the first house, right? Me, per, I, I have Saturn in the seventh house. The first house is all about self. So Kyle is very devoted to the individual journey for one, right? And I would, they always say where Saturn is in your chart, it's kind of your expertise. So him having Saturn in the first house and me having Saturn in the seventh house, I always saw this beautiful balance between the both of us where, and I think we can both agree in past relationships, and we've talked about this, the codependency or losing yourself in relationships. Um, I think that having Saturn in our individual charts has really made us look at each other in different aspects to up level and to evolve past that anything that you want to add to that uh just for yeah well that's fine since before d came into my life astrology uh was not really a thing at all i knew i was a taurus and you come across a newspaper horoscope once in a while and you're like oh yeah whatever that that's you know that generic thing that everyone reads um since she's come into my life I came into it very skeptically, especially with a brand new introduction to human design as well. And uh, time and time again, it's kind of blown me away. So, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's tells you a lot about the cycles of your life. And uh, I like it more in hindsight than necessarily as a predictive um, tool, but it, it's helped a lot getting to know myself more deeply and understanding myself. So as I often do, I'm going to ask Dee to just give a one second explanation of what the seventh house is to understand how that complements our relationship. So thank you, Kyle. And I love that you said what you said about, I thank you for that. So the seventh house is all about one-to-one -one partnerships. 
and basically whatever you're in relation to. And it's, I'm not going to hash it out on this episode. You know my trial and error with relationships and it hasn't always been easy, but it's an area that I'm devoted and um, can see the benefit of this mirroring, uh, how to learn, how to, how to, how to um, use other, the other, any other as a reflection back to up-level my journey. So I think we both complement each other where we hold that Saturn planet, both in his first house and my seventh house. In addition to that, and I don't even know if I've ever really talked about, talked to you about this. I have Chiron, which is the wounded healer where we have our deep seated wounds that are an ever, ever evolving journey in this lifetime in the first house. Kyle has it in the seventh house. So it's this picture that I've always seen where I think myself is less than on like a on 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 the self on a very heady energy in Gemini while his wounds lie in that seventh house of partnership of relationship and I think that where we have the wisdom and we're learning more and more we also hold on on opposite kind of the wounds and we I think have a really beautiful game of like catch where we go back and forth to to help and help help one another see the blind spots. Um, and we do that, I think, in a really beautiful union um, from a very loving side, because I can't say that I've always done that in past relationships or at least been mindful of it. Um, so yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, I would love for you to tell the audience this, like, I guess, yeah, like, I love that you said you were skeptic, like, um, you held some skepticism around astrology and how it's kind of, I don't know, I, I don't know, it's like change. Uh, I don't know. What, what, what's been like the coolest thing, I guess, that astrology has shown or taught you individually, in a relationship, career, whatever? Um, I'm not well, so I, I often say I know enough about astrology at this point to be dangerous. <laughs> he knows about astrology. I can't tell you what any of the tendencies of any of the specific signs or houses necessarily are, but I have learned a lot about the more major cycles. So I certainly know the nodal return and the Saturn return as, as two pretty major points in your life. And we certainly have an influx of that information coming at me these days between social media and D. Um, what it's taught me is, you know, it's, it's very beautiful to see the cycles and I enjoy looking back at certain times in my life, especially like a Saturn return at this point and then, which was four years ago, more or less the pandemic for me. And then looking forward to an upcoming nodal return and um, just, I don't have many expectations around it. I, I put a lot of focus on just feeling deeply into myself and, you know, using astrology, you know, just as a little prod to think in a certain direction here and there and, and maybe more deeply understand various experiences. But um, I wouldn't, Necessary. It, it's very fun to listen to people who know astrology speak about astrology, especially towards myself, um, because it often does resonate. 
but they aren't necessarily uh, things that I would recognize in my own with my current knowledge of astrology. I love it. I love the attachment. I think that Kyle exemplifies a beautiful um, attachment to all of this occult stuff. I mean, I think that you're super into it and very uh, willing to try anything. And one of the things that I really admire most about Kyle is just the, where I know I can get stuck, where maybe I hold a little bit too more too much attachment to the archetypes or the cycles. Kyle really is the embodiment of limitless and really believing that, um, you know, the archetypes of astrology or human design or whatever, it really is just the tip of the iceberg and you are so much more than what a horoscope or a human design reading can tell you. Yeah. Especially astrology. It's, you know, it does a very good job. It's, it's cyclical. So everything in physical reality is cyclical, Um, especially astrology based on planets and the cycles and the orbits that everything is in. Um, but spirituality for me, and this is where I struggle a bit with, with astrology is about going beyond these cycles about, um, really being rather than, um, being a, a factor of things outside of yourself It's more about being with yourself and looking, all the answers are within you. So. That's why I guess that's why I like astrology primarily in hindsight because it's very fun to see those cycles and how they play out. But if I, I could, I see it as a potential attachment forward looking of like, oh no, of Saturn return is coming, you know, and then you get all these ideas and you exaggerate those ideas and it could cause a lot of um, anxiety potentially or excitement. And then that leaves you. Yeah, you know, it it takes you away from necessarily seeing things as they are, as you look into the future, seeing things for what they are when they happen. And it leaves you with a lot of exaggeration in various directions. So yeah, I really like it as an opportunity to better understand myself. But ultimately, I put a big focus on going beyond those cycles, or just using those cycles to my advantage to better understand what I've been through. Or what, you know, as Dee would say, the current weather is. The current weather. I think it's also important too, I like that you said um, the anxiety. I think it's also really important to note right now that if you are getting any type of astrology reading, human design, or any type of occult, you know, mysticism, these these sessions, these experiences are very much supposed to be an empowering uh, time um, and experience. So if you ever come across a, a practitioner that, kind of makes you feel less than, you know, don't, I, I, I read something pretty recently where a therapist said, you know, the, the work that I've had to undo around psychics and, and astrologers and whatnot um, is crazy. And I, that really like hit home for me, especially for the sessions that I do. And it kind of made me rethink a little bit around like, am I always empowering my clients from a solver and discernment type of uh, energy? And also, Letting people know that 
whatever resonates is supposed to resonate and whatever doesn't, you leave it at the door and to not question or attach to those things because it's not for you. And I think discernment, especially in this day and age with all of the jumbo mumbo shit going on, it's very important to do so. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think very important just to be present with it. I mean, you can think in all the directions about all the various things, but you know best. And uh, it's important to be able to hear various predictions or, um, you know, astrological events that are coming up, but without attaching to them. Just keep yourself grounded, keep yourself present, and focus on being the way you want to be, mm-hmm. seeing things for what they are, and keeping a focus on being right here, right now. I love that. Um, to segue into another topic that I have been burning to kind of talk about, I'm just obsessed with this relationship and I think it's so important to, um, and, and like he's laughing, the, the way that I see this and I think everybody, it's not even romantic relationships, it's all relationships. It's this Venn diagram, right? So there's Kyle, there's me, and then there's a the relationship. And I know that I tend to look a little bit at that third energy of the two of us and where it's going. Um, Like he said earlier, we live a pretty different life. I mean, he lives in his car wherever and I'm in South Florida and I think that's really beautiful and we empower one another to take those adventures and to um, expand in that sense. So one of the really cool things that I have been able to experience with Kyle that I haven't in other relationships is this lack of fear around whatever the other wants to do or experience, you know, doesn't really hinder my, my life experience. And there's not a whole lot of fear. You know, he's living in his car all around the world, all around the country chasing snow. And I'm in South Florida and it just, it's more, it's so beautiful that I have met this partner where we really both want the most expansive experience for the other. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how important that is in relationship? Yeah. I think, um, well, the beginning of our relationship certainly exemplifies this. And I think we took a long time to build a very strong foundation of independence. It's certainly, um, you know, when we met, I was not looking to meet anyone in a romantic sort of way. And so I think we spent, uh, well, I would come back through South Florida. Work had me driving circles around Florida, so I would come back through South Florida. Uh, It became probably for every weekend, uh, not long after meeting you. And I do remember you saying at one point that, Every time I left on a Sunday or Monday, whatever it was, uh, you had to convince yourself that that might be the last time you'd see me. This is true. Because I was consistently preaching, don't get attached, don't fall in love, don't this, don't that, um, because my independence is extremely important to me. Uh, and I have a very clear vision uh, of a future where that independence is, is going to be very necessary for me. So. Fast forward a year and a half, and we have danced this dance where 
we are very rooted in ourselves. I really like what Sadhguru says around relationships, which is um, yeah, he, he says, you know, look for somebody that treats you as an expression of their joy rather than a source of their happiness. And I think we do that very well in that we don't put our happiness in the other. We are both on individual journeys, um, seeking whatever it is we're seeking, experiencing, and the way that our lives intertwine is how it's going to be, and we both um, enjoy that and cherish it and have found a nice balance in it. Yeah, and I think I love that you just said that. This has been a very flow relationship, and I would be the first, especially recently in recent months, where we both, well, I'll take ownership of this responsibility, and we both, I know we both feel it. The second we try to start to plan something or um, like really try to mark it on like the calendar of like a, like a fit, like a linear timeline, I feel we both feel very, very tight, very constrained. It, it doesn't, it doesn't feel nice. And I think that relationships are supposed to truly blossom in that sense. And you let it unfold and truly allow it to work through you to, you know, it's like, I'm trying to think like in a good analogy where I'm just kind of talking in circles. Um, yeah, I just, I feel that because we're still human, you know, this is not a perfect relationship. I'll be the first to say that. But the second that we start to pick out dates or timelines or it, it starts to feel heavy, it starts, the, the weight of the relationship starts to feel, feel a bit heavier when I know we both really thrive in the lightness of it with a lot of trust and ease that we're always protected we're always guided and no matter what whether this relationship lasts for eternity or until tomorrow right there's a lot of trust in no matter what happens it's all for it, it's it's all divinely orchestrated yeah yeah i think that's that's good um yeah, and I think that also just back to the topic of cycles, which I think I've mentioned a couple times so far is like I put a big focus on creating as big a cycle in my life as I can. You know, many people have the day job cycle, the family cycle, all of that. Um, and I certainly, I mean, I could even look at the need to get gas living in my car as a cycle, of course. Um, but a big focus on, yeah, timelines and various things like that. You know, one phrase that I've often said is monotony is the death of me. I feel short cycles very much. Um, so the longer I can go without kind of doing the same thing, the more comfortable I feel in it. I love that because I think that up until you've come into my life, I've always been somebody who has tried to have the white picket fence and fit inside of this box where it's be it should be nine to five. And I think that just your essence has given me permission to think in a much more unconventional manner of a relationship, quote unquote, always being in flux. Like I, I feel that for us, I feel, and that's that's safe. I think that as a 
person with um, Sagittarius seventh house, their moon in the seventh house under Sagittarius, there needs to be a lot of freedom and there needs to be a lot of a lot of space and a lot of um, exploration and adventure. And I haven't always allowed myself mainly because of a story that if I'm not in this box that society tells me, then then I'll die alone. Then then I'll never, you know, then then having a partner would never would never fit. And I think that, and I have you to thank that that's complete bullshit and really being able to um leave that, release that story um time and time again has been beautiful. So thank you. Of course. Yeah. Anything else that we want to add? I know we're at like probably a half hour, a little intro to you, the relationship, astrology, human design. Um, do we want to talk about like medicine journeys that we've saved it for another episode? That could probably be an episode by itself. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I would add is just maybe a suggestion of, you know, just to kind of become more cognizant of your daily cycles and things like that. like. Something as simple as sitting on a different part of your couch in your house mm -hmm. can create an enormous change in your life. Uh, it sounds very silly, but you know, go sit somewhere at your dinner table in a room just for a minute or an hour and, and see how it feels. Just change up little things in your life and see see what happens. What's it called? The, the... So in Sanskrit, there's um, a term for the energy imprint that you leave on the places that you frequent and it's called ranana bandha and i can't speak too deeply about it but we all know that chair that calls you every time you walk into your house especially i can talk about my grandfather he just had his one lazy boy where much of his life was spent and you just i mean that chair holds a different energy a different feel i mean you walk into a room and you can sort of feel that in it already, whether he's sitting in it or not. Um, yeah, it's really beautiful to create little changes like that. I love that. And to also kind of close with this, the day that I met Kyle, I a few weeks before was going through a really tough time and I had a reading and the woman told me exactly what you just said. She said, you know, change, change your habits, change your, you know, if you go to the grocery store, go the other way. If you're doing that, go this way. And there's a park that we frequent very often. We're very, we frequent very often. And that's the park that we met, met at. And that day specifically, I remember getting in my car and driving down to the light and I normally would have always made the right onto federal. And I was like, now nah, fuck this. I'm going to go straight. And I went this way down Bayview. And yeah, it was just this like moment that I inherently knew just that small action was going to change um, such a, a significant part of my life. And I think too, I love that you brought this up because as earth signs, we're both earth sons. I think it's in the, very small practical steps in your day to day that really shift. Like, yeah, sure, you can leap and, you know, quit your job and all of that. But I think the real climb, and this is, we can end this on the Capricorn moon, as the Capricorn, uh, as we, we end this day with the Capricorn new moon, it's all about taking the very little practical steps to shift your life and to make such a, a significant 
dent in in where you want to change and that's all that's that's capricorn it's the sea goat it's half water half earth and it's going to climb that mountain small step by small step even taking breaks at some point to get to that highest point and i think being a capricorn sun kyle being a capricorn rising we really embody that capricorn energy so i think it's beautiful that we made this podcast on the capricorn new moon so with that being said, happy new moon. Thank you for listening. Um, and if you have any questions or concerns, you know where to find me, underscore Cosmic D on Instagram, or you can email me at CosmicD01 at Gmail. And thank you, Kyle. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Oh I God. hope to have you back on the podcast. We can expand more in our adventures and even maybe give you a solo act. Um, wow, I'd yeah, be honored. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. No, this has been very beautiful. Thank you for the opportunity. and. Uh, what a nice conversation. Thank you. Namaste.